Hello and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara Do Something Else. This is episode 10. I am Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Eric. Dan, how are you? I'm doing okay. It's been a busy couple of days uh, with different things going on that we'll get into a little bit later on. But uh, Yes, I yeah. think first to some breaking news. Uh, something I wandered across actually on the internet uh, during the week uh, from one of the uh, accounts from TUW Tala Campus. Uh, obviously, I mean, everyone's getting themselves back together again, trying to get people into college and, uh, you know, trying to get people in the door. But unfortunately, yeah. we had to call them out on this one. A mm. uh, bit disappointed now myself. Uh, lovely video, very descriptive. You know, everyone in through the lovely revolving doors out the front and there's hand sanitizers on the way in, uh, which I did notice actually they were low enough, I think, for a person in a wheelchair to uh, access. I thought that was uh, yeah. great. Um and then there's a lovely one-way system and stairs you can't, you go up one stairs and down another and then there's other access routes which are closed off. I presume the elevator is still probably going to be uh, working. But my issue on this was it's in through the revolving door, right? There was no mention of people with reduced mobility or access issues or people in wheelchairs mm -hmm. at all in this video. Um, mm -hmm. So I kind of put up a post uh, kind of asking the question um, and got the answer back saying that uh, they were going to be using the electronic doors. Yeah, which for people that don't know that is standard procedure. Yes, in, it is. In, yeah. But in this case, it's the exit route for everybody else. Or it's the yes. exit route for the building. Yeah. Um, now, I've asked for a comment uh, from TU Dublin uh, Tala Campus uh, on this. But nobody's come back to us at this stage yet. Um, I've had some informal conversations with people. Um, you know, I, I, I understand things are going to be resolved. Uh, I don't know whether to have yet or not. Um, but it kind of nicely brings us back to the conversation we had with Rachel Walsh. Mm -hmm. Where we had that lovely little cartoon of the kid in the wheelchair and the janitor's out cleaning out the snow and he's kind of clearing the steps and the little guy in the wheelchair says, oh, when are you going to clean the ramp? When I have the stairs cleared and everyone else can get in. It's back yeah. to the point of if the guy in the wheelchair can get in, everybody can get in. Absolutely, yeah. You know? And I, I did, I did see uh, in that comment that you posted that you did share that cartoon. Yeah, which I think it's great. I think any building yeah. services department should have that stuck under a wall. Yeah, absolutely. It's actually uniquely uh, suited to. Yeah, 100%. and very descriptive. I think it just goes right. Oh, yeah, really? God, yeah, that's so... Uh, never thought of that. Mm. And I think it might just be a, a never thought of that sort of moment, um, which is a bit disappointing. Yeah. I, I think it's one of those things... Like, we've, we've been talking for I don't know how long about about the simplicity of a lot of these things. That, from our perspective, like, something like this is so simple. And it is. Like, that's just a fact of it. Yeah. But I think... I think a lot of the time that is why it's shall we say forgotten about or glossed over is because it's that simple that people are like ah yeah no that would be covered do you know yeah. um, and I think that's even more reason why it needs to be like it needs to be given the time of day to be able to go okay this needs to be sorted out and it needs to be yeah I'd love, I'd love for them to just get it right take down the video get it right yeah do the video again 
you know, because there's got to be. I mean, the other the other point of point. I know there's obviously very few people in the college at the moment, but when everybody does get back in, in the mm-hmm. event of a fire, that's a fire exit route. Yeah. Where absolutely. somebody in their wheelchair is going to be tooling in the door, uh, oblivious to absolutely everything that's going on around them, and then suddenly you're going to have four, five hundred, a thousand people ploughing out through that door. Yeah. Straight at them. Now I know that's always going to be that's always going to be the risk, no matter what happens, because that's the way in and out. But yeah. in this particular situation, that's the exit route that that they have chosen. And I think I, I remember you mentioned something that it was it was going wheelchair users and people with mobility issues and things that would be going against people. Yeah, um, you're going against the flow of people. That's yeah. I mean that's just it, and I know there's there's times when you're not the most maneuverable thing in your wheelchair. I mean it's a big it's a big lump of furniture. Yeah, you yeah. know to be driving through kind of everybody coming in and out, and then you know somebody stops to let you in, and then there's five people stop behind them, and it, it just gets kind of unnecessarily messy. Yeah, and you know? I think you've mentioned this before. We did see that when we were doing. Um, a project yeah um in our i think it was actually we mentioned it to to rachel yeah well, yeah we had the, yeah it was part of our yeah, conversation um that was something that we we did mention to her about you know people kind of wondering what to to do and wondering what to say uh, so hopefully they will sort it out uh and hopefully we'll have a situation where it's actually going to work for yeah. everybody absolutely so you've been very busy, Dan, as well, uh, to go to move on to something just that's been actually very close to your heart, uh, not just in the last few months, but it's been something that you've been a part of for the last few years. Yeah, absolutely. So this is uh, Young Voices, I suppose. I've been part of Young Voices for the past uh, four years, I think. Over the past three months, I've been a part of a youth advisory group uh, that's been tasked with it's working with the Department of Children and Youth Affairs as it was when we started the process uh, it is now the Department of Children Equality Disability Integration and Youth yeah well what a mouthful <laughs> a little bit yeah, of mouthful. I think we've got everybody covered there <laughs> yeah uh, so working with the Department of Children and Youth Affairs at spunout.ie a youth mental health service and the Department of Health. As I said, I, I was part of a youth advisory group that was tasked to come up with a survey to um, get an idea of how young people between the ages of 15 and 24 were uh, dealing with COVID, you know, positives, negatives, how they were feeling about the future and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been a really, really interesting uh, process because I suppose it started early summertime, I say. So it was kind of just after uh, I'd finished college. So it was kind of at that at that stage where, you know, college was just over. So I was I was relaxing a bit, but then I was also trying to find something to keep me engaged and give me along with this as well. Um, so it was it was just really nice to be involved in it. Uh, so we came up with 
a series of four uh, questions. Uh, the first one being, what have you been finding hard during COVID-19? Uh, second one being, what are the changes in your life during COVID-19 that you'd like to keep? And then in general, how do you feel about the future? And then the final one being specifically, what would help you to be healthy and happy in the future? Those questions sound relatively simple and they are, but I suppose when we were kind of coming up with the concept for this, we were kind of very conscious of asking them in such a language that would incorporate as as diverse a group um, as as possible. Um, so it did take a lot, a lot of time um, to kind of come up with that, but I, I think we were we were very ha we were very happy um, by the time the survey was released that we kind of incorporated like everything that we wanted to. There was a group of so myself and eleven others from a variety of, of different backgrounds that were part of this youth advisory group to kind of represent young people across the country, which is really 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 enjoyable and really really like insightful as well mm. um and so then the survey was was put together um by the department and then it reached over two thousand people that is that number is just it's really really rewarding to be able to like see something that i was a part of and that we were a a part of as a collective and to see the amount of response that we got was just incredible yeah and i suppose i i know you can't talk about the responses yet because the survey hasn't been published yet yeah so we're, we're, we're going to talk a bit more about it next week yeah once we have the results absolutely um what i can say though is so the survey came back and then we were asked um for our feedback on the findings and then that was then subsequently um, put into a report that will be as you said released to the department on uh, Monday uh, this coming Monday the 5th of October um, so it's myself and two others Deborah and Maya um, big shout out to them they're really really amazing people and to the group in general it's it's been really enjoyable working uh with them um so yeah it's it's very exciting it's kind of nerve-wracking but it's exciting as well hmm. um so yeah yeah so then that definitely then i'd say you know next week when we when we sit down again and we have we have a crack at this mm -hmm. you know you'll be able to we'll be able to go through i suppose the findings a little bit more yeah, absolutely. No, I, I just, I want, I want to be kind of careful with it because it yeah, we don't want any, any spoilers in the middle of this, and then suddenly yeah. going, uh, Dan, why am I learning about this in the podcast? Uh, before the minister even sees it, we don't need that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but the, there's been some really uh, interesting findings, and I, and I just, I kind of, I hope that when it is released, that you know. The department can take it and can realize how passionate we have been about this in putting it together and kind of go forward and run with it essentially 
Hmm. Um, but then, Dan, I suppose just to move on to something else, um, the Irish Wheelchair Association, we have to give them a big shout out because they've got a massive fundraiser. Yes, uh, absolutely. On at the moment. Um, we know obviously how hard it is for every organisation, doesn't matter who you are, the ASPCA, the DSPCA, whoever, everyone's strapped for cash now. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, we're going to definitely pitch and uh, yeah, give a shout out to the Irish Wheelchair Association. Um, yeah, they got a campaign called I'm Stuck out at the moment so it's basically uh, saying that without the support of say for example transport and sport and all that kind of thing and without the funding they can't you know put these things on and as you said it's even it's even more uh, pronounced now given given COVID and there's actually um we're going to share it after the after this goes out, but there's actually a really interesting um, video that they put together um, for the for the campaign, where you know it's IWA members going about their business, but then it, the video buffers, and it it actually reminded me of terms and conditions apply in in a weird way in that yeah. like without the necessary sports exactly team. without everything working without yeah, yeah you take away one part and then suddenly it's uh i'm not getting out today or i can't go to work yeah uh, absolutely and it, it's what like we were i come back to the fact that like some people miss the fact that like because these things are are so simple that maybe people are like oh it'll be fine it'll be sorted but these are like people with disabilities are citizens and they need to go about their life as well you know we've we've discussed previously about the impact of covid particularly on people with disabilities because i remember the two of us having having a discussion about the fact that like how will people with disabilities be seen post covid and i remember something you said that like because i i would be of the opinion that i'd be quite optimistic but then i i remember you made a very valid point in saying that that might not actually uh be the case because people with disabilities are isolated anyway um and then because they're not getting out now they're even more so so that means that like organizations like the IWA are even more yeah they're critical then they're absolutely. even more important now I mean we've had we've had great conversations with Anne Hopkins um, from the yeah. Irish Association and the work she's doing I mean, we should catch up with her again soon actually and just see yeah. how 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 the world of we say the Irish Wheelchair Association and people with disabilities how they're how they're getting on from a, a job point of view um, because everyone's mm-hmm. getting squeezed now you know, if yeah. we see if we see another major shutdown, I fear for, I fear for everything, not just people with disabilities. I feel for, I, I fear for everybody else. I mean, because you consider how many people are unemployed. Employers that are employing have, uh, the pick of employees now when things start picking up again. So how much further is that going to shove, people with a disability down down the down the ladder? Yeah. You know, even yeah, with, even with major corporations who have, great intentions and fantastic policies. Everything's going to get squeezed. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think I, you know, based on, on that conversation, like I was saying, that we, we had quite recently, I think I've I've thought about it and I actually agree uh, with what you're saying in that it could very well be a situation where um, people with disabilities are left worse off than they were. And that But I, just to, and I know we didn't discuss at the time, to flip it on the other side, that everybody's yeah. working at home, it does play into uh, the hands of people with disability as well. To some degree, you know, those that are interested in working and can't leave home uh, and have a decent infrastructure around them and are capable of doing the tasks. It's not saying that, you know, not everybody with disability wants short wants to work, but there's those yeah. that do, and there's those that can, and there's those that want to and simply can't, and there's all the compl- all the complexities of all of that stuff that's going on. But working from home does play into the hands of a certain cohort of people, yeah. you know, who who can do help desk work, who can do. Uh, all of those new jobs yeah. that are out there, you know. Whereas you might go, well, yeah, I don't think Dan would be suitable for a particular role, but do you know what? Yes, he can answer the phone and he can take people's queries and he can interact with a with a computer system. Yeah, and he's doing it from home. You know, it's kind of win win for everybody. But then again, lots of people can do that now. I think. Yeah. But I think the realization that for companies that it can be done from home or it can be done from anywhere may hopefully kind of, you know, when you send in your CV to somewhere for a role that's home based or whatever. Now, you know, you're not going to be going Dan Airy, famous guy from the telly, you know, bloody, bloody, blah. You're not going to have fifth line down in a wheelchair. That's not going to be there. So there is yeah. a certain level playing field now. You know, yes, I can do the yeah. job from home. I don't have to come into your office. I don't have any mobility issues. I'm able to do the job from home. So, oh, I don't know. What am I saying? Yeah, it's it's kind of, there's a flip to it all, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, and I think we should catch up with Ann Hawkins. Yeah, no, 100%. I'd be, um, I'd be interested to, uh, yeah, just to get her views on it. Um, Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I completely agree with you because uh, even just having this conversation now is, is making me think of um, a friend of ours who uh, shared a story, an Instagram story last night about a story that she saw about um, there was a report on this guy who was working on it. I haven't seen the report now. So um, I'll just give a general overview, but I think it was a report on a guy who was working in a rural area, and there was it was kind of mainly on him, but it touched on his uh, it touched on his family. The voiceover goes: so the daughter likes dancing, and the son's into sport, and then their other son has a disability. Yeah, and that was it. Um, defined in a box. Yeah. Done. And, yeah, uh, apparently um, like stamp collecting and uh, I don't know something else. But there was no, there was none of that at all. Yeah, he was just defined by his disability. And I have to give um, a huge shout out to our friend Kellyanne, who uh, shared that and kind of called it out because it does need to be called out. And I, I, I watched this story and I was like, 
well done, fair play to you, because it, it does need to be called out by people who are able-bodied, if I'm honest, because then it, it's it's not just us all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean, and and I think that's why this works. Um, that's why this podcast works for me is because I'm in my situation, but then you're coming at it from a completely different perspective. Yeah, angry dad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, so, and that's okay too. You know, I don't mind, I don't mind calling people out for being asses. <laughs> Getting their full term. So Dan, uh, I think you know we might just wrap it up there, and uh, you know next week we we, we definitely going to have to we're going to dig into your your hard work with the uh, with the youth. Uh, you know they're, they've been affected by because I'd be interested to see what the sort of feedback on that has been. Um, yeah, me because, too. Because you know me we too. know the children are the future. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. In a frightening kind of way. Um, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So uh, this has been episode ten of Dan and Dara doing something else. And just before, yeah, even just even before that, Dan, I just I, I stuck it up me on Facebook uh, yesterday. This has been fun. Uh, it has. You know, finding different ways of doing it. Um, things that have worked and things that haven't worked. Um, yeah. You know, Facebook Live, eh, hit and miss, didn't really kind of particularly work in a great way. Um, but I think we, we're, we're onto something here. Um, you Absolutely. Know, it's, it can be a bit of a slow process at times, but I think it's just, but it's good. I think all the things we're learning here is, uh, it's all valuable. Um, so yeah, no, yeah, this has been great. Thanks, Dan. Thank you, uh, thank you very much. And we are now on Anchor as well. Yeah, we have the podcast now. We we we've moved on to Anchor because um, uh, it's free, uh, and we like free, and there's no hosting limits, which is great. Uh, you know, because obviously this is just us. We're not making money out of this. We're 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 having the crack. We're highlighting stuff. Uh, you know, so we're we are chopping this up into. Uh, obviously we'll have our, our video but we also have our podcast so we're able to give it to people uh, pretty much any way they want Absolutely. so this really honest to god this has been episode 10 of uh, Dan and Dara doing something else I am Dara McNicholas I'm Dan Airy and we'll talk to you very soon